0: What's up, guys? Here with you with FC Wonder Kid, episode 50. Here with my guy, Bretton. How are you?
1: Episode 50. Halfway to a century, right? Uh, episode 50. I am good. I am ready to uh, to get into things. Um, but we had a lot of comments on that uh, that giveaway. Right? So do we have to take care of that first or do you want to do that later on? Nah,
0: let's take care of that first because you guys are our priority and thank you everyone who commented (laughs) in episode 49, okay? And what a comment, a bold comment in my opinion, okay? You went to visit the game and then you comment on episode 49, Mela02, okay? You are the winner of the white hoodie, we will reach out towards you, okay? Uh, please DM on, on Instagram, but we will email you, okay, to the account associated. Mello O2 with, I was at the Netherlands-Denmark game in Amsterdam. The whole stadium was celebrating that goal. Loved the game. Sterk Bergwijn Masterclass. So, absolutely loved yeah, it because s- <clears throat> someone was involved in yeah, that game. There. That that, yeah. that we were going to lead up to in this pod. And yeah, you, you were going to announce it, uh, I guess, no?
1: Uh, oh, absolutely. I mean, come on. Who Who is he talking about there, he, even though it was a Stephen Steven Bergwijn uh, masterclass? Um, Christian Eriksson, right? Christian Eriksson, two caps over that international window. He's back with Denmark. He scores in both. Obviously, that game that uh, Mela 2 was referencing was a 4-2 loss. Um, the Dutch look good. Uh, but Christian Eriksson is also what? He's also continued to do that Mm -hmm. over the weekend, uh, playing for Brentford. And um, I don't know, is is it me? You saw that, right? You probably did a double-take like, what? 4-1 win over Chelsea? Mm -hmm. Over the Champions League title holders? 4-1. And uh, Christian Eriksen obviously followed up up the uh, two goals for Denmark um, with a goal for Brentford as well. Uh so that's pretty crazy and I got to ask you uh, this is kind of a segue um but is Chelsea in trouble after that 4-1 loss or is this like a kick in the butt that they needed
0: I th- I think Chelsea is in trouble because the, the from the top to the really? bottom there's a bit of Tuchel can't have handle every single variable in the club and let's be honest like the atmosphere right. must be a bit affected with the takeover okay so but going back to Eriksen last four games ericsson yeah. has three goals and one assist okay it's great to see ericsson back and what a golasso that was okay three minutes he only needed that okay so that was fantastic to see like the day denmark mm-hmm. needed a-, a creative midfielder in that g- in that game Hoyberg doesn't do that and he he just adds that adds that but going to brentford now yes he yeah. adds the, the creativity too to Brentford with an even Tony even Tony he like he performs extremely well uh, and then then they have in he played very well too so honestly I was surprised of the four1 win yeah but I think it makes things interesting now now Arsenal, is in the discussion against Chelsea. And we have Tottenham going masterclass with Conte. So I think it opens up all the the top three race. Yeah, I have to agree with you with that Breton. Yep.
1: It, It it absolutely does. And 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 um yeah you know they have a very realistic chase um chance at chasing down third. But um absolutely insane absolutely insane that that Antonio Rudiger, I mean beyond a golasso. Like that was an unreal rip from 30 plus yards out. And then I, I don't know, there's like a Twitter account, like images preceding terrible things that happen. And somebody snapshotting that um would make a whole lot of sense because right after that, it didn't take them very long. But then the Vitali uh Janelt um midfield masterclass, Christian Erickson's goal, uh, then I think it was Yuan Wisa um scoring. For them, four to one, and I'm gonna I'm gonna play devil's advocate here. While yes, third place is now wide open because if Arsenal wins, um, they are going to be within two points of Chelsea. Mm-hmm. And you may have already said that, um, but I think this is going to be the kick in the teeth that Chelsea needs. Now, yes, the takeover is tough, right? Obviously, but if Tuchel can 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 manage the locker room. The way we, the way we do believe that he can, mm-hmm. okay, then this might be what they need. And 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 here's we say that last year, they got beat handily by relegation fodder, West Bromwich, um, five to two, I think it was, right before the Champions League quarterfinal against Porto, mm. and they ended up going in, and uh, we we know what happened. After that, they went on a tear. Now, history doesn't always repeat itself, but it does rhyme. So we'll, we'll see if uh, if that can happen because uh, uh it's absolutely unreal that it's-, it's. Yeah, the dynamics, it is, though. It's Tiago
0: Silva. Tiago Silva's a year older. For me, Tiago Silva, look, I think he was exposed to the fact that he played a game for Brazil and then he went to play a game for Chelsea in such a short period of time. I won't. Like, Rudiger played well, but Tiago Silva was the. I think was the problem at the back. And I won't blame him. Thiago Silva is 37. Yeah. 37. So I think mm-hmm. they should play. Uh, like Maybe yeah. she shouldn't have played that game. Maybe he shouldn't have played that game. And yes, Chelsea. The, I think Chelsea lost a bit that invincible look with this. all. That's the takeover happening. Tuchel, the mystique that they were having. I think they, it left a bit. I'll be honest. And let's be honest. We see Real news with Tuchel. Everybody sees the news. Mm -hmm. And Christensen leaving. Rudiger leaving. Like the locker room. Like they're people. This is going to affect how they're going to perform. And I do think that is going to affect Chelsea's position in the table. And Arsenal. At the other hand, we have Arsenal. That no one wants to leave. No one wants to leave the club. People are proving themselves to stay. And there's a culture that is leading up. And they want that third place. They're hungry for that, uh, for that third place. So do I think it's going to happen yeah. now? I think the likelihood is, by the day, increasing. Okay? So I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Conte, Conte, we can't forget Tottenham. Yeah. Because Tottenham, wow, what a game that was. And I'm going to say this. Antonio Conte arrived in the Premier League, and yep. he right now, Tottenham is the best team in the Premier League using fullbacks. Okay? Best with Liverpool too. Okay? <laughs> Trent Robertson. But I'm gonna say this Emerson Royal looks unbelievable. Doherty looks unbelievable. Regulo! So it's and no team. This is another stat that just proves that Conte pff, great coach. No, uh, since Antonio yeah. Conte has arrived, no, uh, only Liverpool and Man City have gotten more points than Tottenham with them. Only Man City and Liverpool. So,
1: yeah. Really?
0: Only. Arsenal's only.
1: not up there too? I'm surprised to see that Arsenal's... Uh, with Conte. That, uh, Arteta's not up there. The yeah. difference that okay. Conte
0: did to, to Tottenham. Like, spirit yeah. sent, Like, that was really bad at the start. And now... Sure. See, yo that now now Harry Kane is pondering staying. Okay, now he's like, yeah, maybe course. I'll stay. So I,
1: I, I had yeah. to,
0: I had to glorify what Conte is doing because unbelievable,
1: unbelievable. Yeah. No, no you're right, and I, I bet it's all that power. About in the live the other day, uh, it it was on again today during the Premier League, and it's it's hysterical. Anyway, um, that that was not the only shocking four to one loss that happened over the weekend. Although maybe this was. Less shocking. But uh, over in the Bundesliga, you might have seen another Christopher Nkunku masterclass. Yes. Did you see that?
0: Yes, yes, yes. 4-1
1: yes. at the Signal Iduna, beating Dortmund. And here's what made it a little more special, I'm sure, for Nkunku. It was the first time since COVID started, March 2020, okay, that Dortmund were able to fully fill that yellow wall. They had 80,000 plus there. Everybody was there to see Dortmund ravage Red Bull Leipzig. It didn't happen. Um, so Christopher Okonkou had a goal. He had two assists. Uh, and he is now up to 27 goals, 17 assists on a season. Add those up, that's 44 goal involvements. And this guy, uh, he really is keeping pace with the world's world, world-class world attackers. And I, you know, I'm I'm more than impressed. And I really do. Moving forward, if France are going to actually avoid this World Cup curse of defending champions, okay, give a guy like Nkunku a chance, okay? Give a guy like Shuomany, who is starting to see, you know, a little more time uh, there, a chance. Don't rely on the old heads that got you there for years, okay? Bring in that new blood, that hungry blood, and find a way to give them their opportunity because they're world-class too, Mm -hmm. and they will get it done, and you will avoid that curse, okay? So I don't know how to actually quantify that goal of theirs, and no, I'm not smart, so like, I don't know, you know, he's probably not going to, Deschamps is not going to listen to it, but ultimately, I think Krista Nkunku deserves his shot in that 11, and I would love to see it. I just don't know who you kick out, you know? But but
0: I, I, I have to agree with you. I have to agree with you. And the fact that he performs like that, one goal to assist, you said, against Dortmund, like in a game that everybody is expecting. Haaland is back. Holland is back. Yeah. Holland is back. And, and the player that I'm going to shout out from that game, for me, it was the man of the match. And it wasn't Mkunku, in my opinion. It was Kvart Diol. okay? Yeah. Holland didn't yeah. do anything. In that game. And Joshko Gvardiol, That I see many of your comments on FC Wonder Kid. You guys are right. What a bowler. And I might say this. One of the best young centre-backs in the world. I'm not going to say with Ronaldo Rebouš. But he's in my opinion top five right now. Gvardiol In form. And I'm sure a lot. A lot of teams are looking towards him. Because Croatia does have youngsters too. It's not, it's not all aging. So... Yes, I agree. And Conrad Leimer. Asian, yeah. <laughs> Konrad Leimer, he, yeah. he played very well too. He had two goals. One of the assists Absolutely. of Nkunku. So he's uh, he's 24 right now, right? 24, 25?
1: Yeah, he may have just turned 25, but he's definitely not less than 24. So um, that's another
0: yeah. player that, a very attractive player that I'm sure a team outside Europe, they're, they're looking at him and saying, yeah, we can do something with it. So this is what Leipzig do, top-notch scouting. Yeah, so I, I love that show. I actually, I really, yeah. I love that show.
1: Two, two big 4-1 losses, though. I mean, that's, uh, I, Dortmund, I don't know what you got to do. And I think that's a podcast that we could probably get behind in the future. Mm-hmm. We might have to do a, a, a Bo of Dortmund um, rebuild. rebuild. Oh, yeah, You know, because they're leaving. They're leaving. You know, their best are leaving. I think you're going to be left with Gio Reyna. Um, mm-hmm. And you're going to have to, I don't know if you get older, or I don't know what has stopped the carousel of bringing people in, but obviously Danielle Malin is not it. Mm-hmm. He is not it, and hasn't been all season. He had one little, you know, run of form, but um, that's something. Maybe we need to. I agree. Maybe we need to add to the uh, to the repertoire. Maybe midweek or um, got to give credit where credits due. I don't know necessarily where you want to go next, but I know that you will you will invite this shout out. Diogo Jota, come <laughs> on, man! Twenty goals this season. Only behind Mo Salah in the Premier League gold boot race, um, I mean, I, I think arguably, maybe even, maybe even up there with Salah. Um, he is the most important piece to Liverpool, mm-hmm. um, and, and and the biggest surprise of this season mm-hmm. so far. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is going to rely on not Salah. I think it's going to rely on his continued form. Mm-hmm. And his goal scoring for House, and he scores with his head, he scores he's he's great. Um and I've really warmed up to him over the last 18 months. Um, because mm-hmm. I wasn't exactly convinced when he was at Wolves, um, even though you told me to be. Uh, but he has arguably been the you know, unsung hero for Liverpool this season so far. And okay. if they pull off one of their title challenges, whether it's winning the Champions League again, or it is uh, somehow Pippin City um, in the end to win this Premier League title, uh, I think it really does come down to to Jota. And we know he'll likely be around next year. Mm -hmm. Salah might not be. Sadio Mane might not be. Uh, But Diogo Jota is a future piece of any Liverpool success. So I'm just glad. You know, this is his season. And it's great to see.
0: I agree 100% with you. uh, I agree 100%. And the fact that, like, before he arrived, they were drawing matches. They were losing, even. And, like, I remember, Jota, like, he had a Champions League introduction. And everybody was like, oh, my days. He is coming here and he means business. And, two, you said it. Diogo Jota, this is what shocks me with Diogo Jota at Liverpool. He's the best header in the Premier League now. Like, no player has scored more goals with his head than Diogo Jota since he's at Liverpool. Okay? In the Premier League. So, oh, my days. The improvement. And you can see even the arrogance the arrogance in the portuguese national team that you can see that he wants to take those shots he wants to have those mm-hmm. moments and the fact that a player like he must come to the portugal uh locker room now as a star at liverpool it's not the same thing and i'm li- i'm liking it i am yeah. i'm enjoying what's happening a uh, great show, great show, great show. but i want to say too with liverpool Klopp, Klopp. i saw a stat that <laughs> Klopp uh, has Mm -hmm. the most wins ever, okay, in 250 games, he has 160 wins, no coach has more wins than him in 250 games, I think Mourinho is second with like 157 or 58, so great stat by Klopp and all the Liverpool fans that believe in the quadruple, believe in the quadruple. (laughs) But Luis Diaz. but Luis Diaz too, you said Jota, I just want to add Luis Diaz because Luis yeah. Diaz is for me, who gives this booster for the league and for everything to happen because sure. before Luis Dias, there was this, this, this firepower at the attack and the subs substitutions at Liverpool. There was, they were mm-hmm. lacking a bit and yeah, Luis Diaz just gives that constant threat and yeah, he's another player too that. I think makes it easier for, for Salah the, yep. to go. So, uh, yeah.
1: Well, Well, we're, we're, we'll save it. We'll save it for later, but yeah, you can probably guess that I'm going to ask you about Mo Salah's future. Um, <laughs> when we do our stay and go little segment here, For sure. uh, at the end, because I know it's, it's not exactly a hundred percent, obviously, mm-hmm. uh, otherwise it would have been done already. Um, but yeah, that deal's getting a little more complicated every day, uh, for them to keep him there. Very and, We'll see. But I, I had another one, um, you know, that I, I this is just an amazing story. OK, mm-hmm. and I, I know you and I have followed it. Uh, there's obviously been, for, for very obvious reasons, a mass exodus from the Russian Super League and from uh, the Ukrainian uh, Premier League, I believe it is. OK, um, and for obvious reasons. Right. And we've seen some players here and there kind of wind up in different places that you look at and you're like, oh, that's a short-term kind of fix, right? They're going to be there for a while, see what plays out when all this carnage ends and and where they might go. Anyway, long story short, what I'm trying to say is that one of my favorite players from Shakhtar, one of the most promising players from Shakhtar Donetsk, um, you know, the team that invites the Brazilian contingent in and it's only been strengthening over the years, uh, and and his name is Tete. Okay, twenty-two mm-hmm. year old winger. Um, he's under contract at Shakhtar, and uh, with it all ongoing, uh, FIFA, UEFA went out and said you can you are free to take short term loans elsewhere. And where did he land? Well, literally at the end of last month, March thirtieth, he landed at Olympic Lyonnais at Lyon. Okay, and <clears throat> not even three days later, not even three days later, he gets put on. Versus Angers in the 78th minute after not playing for two months competitively, essentially. And he scores two minutes later. He scores in the 80th minute to win three to two, give them the three points, give them the branding rights. Uh, and I think he got it off a cross from Gusto, who we both are very high on. Um, but all I got to say is you seriously love to see this, right? Like this guy was part of that contingent that was very scared about getting out of Ukraine. Mm-hmm. Okay. And now, after two months of uncertainty and insanity and trying to find a home and just wanting to focus on football and not all the other stuff that is going on in this world, uh, he gets in there, he makes his mark, not even two minutes after he gets in for Lyon. But previous previous to this craziness happening, he had like nine goals and 11 starts for Shakhtar. Like this kid was somebody that clubs were watching, and now Leon's got him, and and uh, I'm 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 an even bigger fan than I was when he was at Shakhtar. I'm a, I'm an even bigger fan now, um. So I'll be watching him. But uh, yeah, Tete, man, great, Tete, great what, story.
0: What to watch? And he was a fullback, right, when he started, and now he was. He, they pushed him onto the wing at Shakhtar, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, he yeah he's been he's been up there. Yep. Um. So he can play all up and down. I believe side. Um. But yeah, he's played. Uh,
0: yeah, I remember for them. I remember him as a, as a fullback, but yeah, that's, that's, it's unbelievable. Unbelievable. Great story. Great story. I want to shout, I want to shout Jared Bowen. I know you love him. Okay. okay? And I Jared do. Bowen comes from, comes back from the injury. And right now his stats yeah. are 27 starts, eight goals and eight assists. And what does he do? He gives the win. Okay. Against Everton. And there's a team that needs a rebuild. Okay, we were thinking that Lampard would solve things. It doesn't seem like it, it's going to be like that because Everton no. have the worst away record in fifty years. Six yeah. losses with Frank Lampard. Six. Okay, and I think he's got like seven losses overall in eleven games. Yeah. I'm not sure. Yep. I think it's. I think that those are the stats. So. Yep. I think I think Lampard won't – is everything going to go down, you reckon?
1: Is everything going to go uh, down? I don't know. I was actually going to save that for the stay or go because I mm. was going to ask you, Frank Frank Lampard, does he mm. stay or does he go after <laughs> seven losses in 11 games? Um, I, I think if you go th- – there's probably a um, – oh, what's the word? I don't know what the word uh, – there's a, probably like a hyperbolic thought process here coming from all the fan like Twitter accounts for Everton but they all feel like relegation is a massive massive possibility okay and if they think it then you know who am I to argue Um, they know the ins and outs they feel everything um, they try and support everything until it just gets too drowning Mm -hmm. to support it anymore and they are at wit's end with their club and that never ever bodes well for what the culture is likely like in the locker room. So do I think that they'll go down? No. But is it a very distinct possibility that they do? Absolutely. Um, We know how this happens. We've seen this happen before. It takes one bad run of form to literally dictate how a season goes, and they're doing it at the exact wrong time. At the exact wrong time. Um, So I don't know, man. It's a coin toss there. I don't want to see a, a club with as as much history as Everton has to 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 make that drop. But maybe that's kind of the injection mm-hmm. of of what's the word of like maybe that's the kick in the teeth that they absolutely need to 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 rest, refocus, rebuild, um, get rid of the dead weight. Maybe put all their weight behind Lampard or somebody else and, and come back stronger. But I absolutely agree with you that we need to do a rebuild, um, uh, on that because they, they're going to need, and they're a team that are very capable. Like Ben Godfrey, we've, we've always talked about, he might not be like the world's best footballer, but we know he's got that heart, right? We know he's got that like warrior mentality, but you're not seeing it all across the board for Everton. And they're not playing like it. They're playing like a defeated group of individuals right now. So, uh, I don't know. What's your thought? Stay or, stay or go down.
0: It just shows how good Encelotti was at Everton. That's what I got to say. Yeah. Like Ancelotti, yeah. with the similar pieces that Lampard has, he was doing a yeah. pretty good job and he was demanding more. He was demanding more and they weren't giving yeah. it to him. So I think it's what you were saying, the reality check. And maybe, yeah, we should do that rebuild. And maybe we, we would have some good suggestions for Everton.
1: Yeah. But, but I, I before was, we move on, Before you move on, I just got to ask you another thing because you started with Jared Bowen. Mm -hmm. Do you think Jared Bowen deserves a shout to the English national team? Do you think he deserves a call-up, at least maybe in the window, to see what he has to offer? Because he has the mentality to, I believe, really help England when they can't break a team down or if they can't break a team down in the future. I really feel like he's got that mentality and that quality that could be that kind of gruff that Mm -hmm. you'd need to scrape out a, a win um, in the group stages against Iran, hell, even against the U.S. Uh, or ever or whoever it is, um, I, I, I mean, it, I, it's yeah, your guess. I
0: think Tomori, Jared Bowen, uh, and Sancho; those three are for sure needing to be called for those friendlies tests, okay? Because enough. yeah, they they deserve a proper chance just to go to that lineup, but. Bowen, I think it's even West Ham, West Ham, it'll stay at West Ham. But yeah, I think a lot of English players are going up and it's going it's going well. It's going well. But I was going to highlight a rebuild that is kind of here and there. It's a rebuild certain <laughs> months, then it's not a rebuild. It's Man United. <laughs> we don't know the situation. Are they going to win? Are they a rebuild? What's up? So there was a decision done this week that it was Brunfordansk has signed the contract until 2027 okay so i think it's the right call okay shows that it says thank you to bruno because he cut his salary when he when he arrived it wasn't he, he actually didn't accept to get an increase in his salary so man united could sign better players that happened in the past so i think he deserves it and i think man united are locking up a midfielder for, for those years. But the question is, will they win a title with Bruno?
1: Will they? I that's the, that's the I hard don't know, one. man. There there's a lot of work that needs to be done around him. So now mm-hmm. now you've got your 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 central asset, right? You've got your man, twenty twenty seven, and uh United fans can blame it on the Glazers. They can blame it on whoever they want to blame, but you either got a back Bruno, mm-hmm. right? And you gotta start to build the team around them the way that you know you feel uh, y- you should. But uh, I don't know. It just feels like there's always an excuse there. And there are people saying, you know, I would have I would have backed a three year deal. I, but but 2027, why that? Right? Um, I would have. They're also now you know basically saying Ralph Rangnick's done. Right? He's yes. done. He's you know he's he's not even going to stick around as a consultant, if you will. Um, and maybe that's true. But then they also blame the Glazers. And then they also blame the... So it's like, which is it? And I get it. There's a, there's a sense of um, uh, inability to change things as a fan, unless it's something as big and ridiculous as the Super League, which Man United fans absolutely changed that outcome. Um, but yeah, where where's it start? And I don't know, maybe, maybe consolidating around a Bruno Fernandes makes the most sense. And now you got to get... Uh, Luke Shaw done you gotta get uh, who's the other
0: maybe Maguire Um, maybe Maguire (laughs) maybe Maguire he'll ask more but Cristiano definitely definitely a lot of news surrounding him and he was left out against Leicester okay injuries I think that's what was that's what was exposed it was said injuries but again another game that Cristiano doesn't start and yeah it's a 1-1 they don't win against Leicester so when uh, Cristiano doesn't, no, when doesn't play, start. they don't, they don't, they don't win. They don't win. So yeah, that's, he should definitely start. He should definitely start. But yeah. Uh, that's, that's, uh, and I, yet,
1: and yet they're, they're still in the running, I suppose, um, for, for, you know, automatic champions league. Mm-hmm. Um, But uh, it's, it's slipping away. It certainly is slipping away and it's slipping away faster than they would like. Uh, hard to believe, man. Hard to believe how full circle we've come. Um, no, I wouldn't. No, wait. Full circle is not the right term. Um, because remember when we were talking about Arsenal and uh potential Arsenal relegation, uh, and and being very tongue in cheek about it, we didn't actually believe that Arsenal would get relegated. Uh, but it is just relegated. amazing how you're. Yeah, how that identity has kind of started to show itself, and when they lose, they lose as a team. When they win, they win as a team, right? Mm-hmm. That's a big deal. That's an absolutely big deal, and it also helps that they don't have other battles that fight right. Now. Um, so next season is going to be interesting um, when it comes down to that. But anyway, um, any other place you wanted to go with there? Because I've got a couple. I got a couple Wonder Kid shouts, but were there any other like general news things?
0: Uh, the last shout I'd like to do is to Joan Felix. For me, for oh, me, yeah. Joe Felix deserves a ton of credit. There's a stat yeah. that he helped Suárez achieve that Luis Suárez next to Ibrahimovic and Cristiano Ronaldo are the only players in history to have scored in every single minute in the 90 minutes. Every single minute. Yeah. What a hell of a stat That's that good is. Good. And yeah, but Felix, Felix is showing, okay, to Fernand yeah. Sanch, you're going to play me in this World Cup. you are going to play me in this world cup because unbelievable the goals the moments the decisions like people that were saying that he's a flop you can't say that you can't say that now and i'm sure you are seeing the potential if he wasn't the the style of play that he would have um, that he would have benefited more so i'm just dying to see jean felix and seeing what's what's happening right now with him so Right. Yeah,
1: yeah, and, and to quantify it, he uh, scored two goals against Alaves. Uh, Luis Suarez also had two goals in that game. Um, it won 4-1, to one and before... Just when we were talking about Atletico's mind, uh a couple months ago, I think they've rung off um, six straight La Liga wins heading into this ridiculous matchup, this Champions League matchup coming up. Um, but João Felix has seven goals in his last eight Atleti matches. And this is you—you you said this, but like, why only 21 minutes in those crucial World Cup qualifiers uh, for Fernando Santos in Portugal? Why only 21 minutes?
0: I agree. I agree. Doesn't make sense. And the first sub he put was William. <laughs> so it's, yeah. you know what I'm saying. But I, I, I agreed. You're hitting the money. Play Felix more. <laughs> Play uh, Felix that's, that's more. often I do that. Play Felix yeah. more.
1: Play Felix more. Yep. Well, he, he's got if he can keep healthy and he can keep doing what he's doing over the next six months. Um, you know, right now it feels and a lot of it was health, right? A lot of it was you know a broken foot. Um, but if he can keep his lows not as low um, and his dips in form not as low, um, I think he I think he absolutely is going to play a massive role in in Portugal's run in Group H. Um, but I, I love this uh Luis Suarez apparently and I got this from ESPN FC so definitely poached it um Luis Suarez apparently said to him you have to score tonight you have to score tonight cuz i have you in my fantasy team
0: <laughs> that is
1: brilliant that is brilliant I mean, first yeah. off uh, hopefully there's no money involved but uh yeah Luis Suarez telling Joao Felix he has to score and Joao Felix doing it
0: I mean, got to love it gotta love it gotta love it and you said you had some shouts you wanted to do right before we yes. did
1: this. yeah because you know Artguller he keeps doing it man Artgulire the 17 year old he's now 17 he reported uh for national duty for the Turkish u-17 and let's be honest with Turkey missing the world's Cup they're now you know firmly we gotta give them something that they uh that they can really get behind Artguller is that man Mm -hmm. I know I've now – boy, I should say. I know I have now mentioned him, I believe, in three podcasts in a row. Um, But he scored a couple goals, uh, probably registered a couple assists, but I didn't see it on the stat sheet there, uh, for the Turkish U-17s in two wins. And then he comes back, and he scores again. He scores again for Fenerbahce. Okay? So he he now, in two starts, and like a few minutes, he's got two goals – and three assists for Fenerbahce and a goal involvement every 51 minutes that he's played. And the kid just turned 17 years old. He just turned 17 years old. So I'm hyped. I probably shouldn't get too hyped around him because we don't want to, you know, play it out, but he looks every bit the future 10 um, for, for the Turkish national team. and, And they might with these four years that they have until their next shot at a World cup, they might, it might make sense for them to bring him in earlier rather than later.
0: Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree. Ardegulera. I don't know what you think
1: about
0: that. Oh, he's a ph- phenomenal, yeah. phenomenal talent. And agreed. We said in the past too. Ozil is losing importance in Fenerbahce. So are the yeah. in the same position, getting it? Love it. Love it. I'd like to end on my point is with Beto, Beto at Udinez <laughs> with a Portuguese 24 year old. Okay. Underrated player. Okay. many, the the top three Portuguese Giants wanted Betu. They were on top of him. But Udinese managed to snatch up with a alone the Putines. And today yeah. he got a hat trick. And now in Serie A he has twenty-three goals. At twenty-three games and eleven goals, Bet. I was so, gonna say twenty-three goals. No <laughs> yeah, t- no, that's <laughs> Tammy Abraham numbers right there. But that
1: is Tammy Abraham
0: numbers, yeah. But he but. This is what I got to say about Beto. Beto, he is improving. He's a late boomer, okay? He, he, he wasn't the talent, the big talent when he was 18. He was a tirz, tirz a um uh, na nacional, a local club in Portugal. And he managed right. to go step by step. And now, look, he's in the discussion to get a call up for Portugal maybe. Because if yeah. he gets more of these hat tricks, Fernand Sanch will be on yep. top of Beto. Because Portugal does have a lack of strikers, a bit okay. What not with Ronaldo, yeah. but Andre Silva. Before Andre Silva, there was Eder. Good, yeah. <laughs> but you get me this. Uh, we really need a yeah. consistent
1: striker, and bet Well, be when done. you when you say late bloomer, I, it always like Luca Toni, right? Uh, for the Italians, maybe he could be the Portuguese Luca Toni. <laughs> Um, do you do you reckon that uh, over the next seven months, he has the ability to work his way into the conversation mm-hmm. for a call-up for the World Cup? I, 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 I do think
0: definitely he's in the discussion, but I, I, I don't okay. give guarantees. It's just like another play, Fabio Carvalho, sure. that's balling at Fulham. Fabio Carvalho goes yeah. to Liverpool, plays next yeah. to Jota and steps up. And people are like saying, oh, this guy is the real deal. And he's called up for Portugal too, and goes yeah. Gedge is in trouble. So, but let's see. I'm I'm hopeful. There on you this. go. I like him.
1: Yeah. Well, that's that's a good good shot because I saw. Uh, yeah, he wasn't really sc- scoring to start the season, but he's gotten pretty heart uh, pretty heart pretty hot uh, as of late. As Udinese as a whole has started actually scoring because um, they were having a tough go of it, but. Um all right well I got a, I got one more shout before we move on and it's got to be in the states and Slonina? it's the states uh, Who is it Slonina? Slonina? <laughs> it is it is Yaga Slonina. um listen to this you'll you'll love this uh talk about a kid that has just uber amounts of confidence um at at 17 years old okay he made public um that he wants to break major league soccer's Uh, record, their league record for clean sheets in a season. And I believe that that number is 16 clean sheets in one season. Um, Generally play 34 games and uh, already in his first five matches for the Chicago fire, he's got four of those clean sheets down four out of the first five games. He's given up one goal to start the year Um, and he's played for all 450 match minutes. So I love the confidence. 17. It's even better for the Chicago Fire. Yeah, 17. it's even better for the – yeah, 17. Six foot four, 17 years old, and it's even better for the Fire because they haven't been relevant or good since 1998, basically, um, when Bob Bradley uh, – I think that was the year that he took him to uh, MLS Cup um, with actually – I believe it was one of the players, Ezra Hendrickson, who, uh, who actually is the, the boss – Uh, for them right now. I think he might have been on that team, but I could be wrong. But Lenina is um, just a goalkeeper to watch. And when you've got, in in the U.S. men's national team wheelhouse right now, our biggest worry is what? The number nine, right? Getting somebody that can consistently put in goals. All right? We don't have that. But right behind that is we now have Zach Steffen at Manchester City, who barely plays. Okay, it's great that he's at City and he's collecting a phenomenal paycheck, but he barely plays. Okay, mm-hmm. you have Matt Turner coming off of injury that's going to be going over to Arsenal, and guess what? He likely is barely play. barely going to play. He's the backup. So, am I sitting here calling for Gaga, Gaga Slanina to be the uh, the number one? No, but would I like to see him in June during these Nations League games, these CONCACAF Nations League games that we that we have? You're damn right, I would. I would love to see Gabriel Slanina get his shot in between the, the sticks, um, you know, because, frankly, we need someone that is, uh, um, I don't know, uh, that that is, I guess, in form. And if Ethan Horvath is I don't know. Uh, all these guys are still good goalkeepers, even if they don't play. But you need someone razor sharp heading into the World Cup. And um, I'm afraid we're not going to have and
0: I, I, t- t- But that'd be incredibly bold to play a 17 year old in the in the world it cup would. but but it'd be the scenes it'd be, it'd be, it'd be but it be but we would love that i'd love that bold and it gives reason to just yeah. adding up to gabriel slolina was going to go to chelsea maybe before all that mm-hmm. happened and yeah. the stats that you said the four clean sheets in five games show that talent that yeah. he has and why chelsea wanted him but what i wanted to ask you is do you think he can be mm-hmm. a top 10 goalkeeper in the world?
1: I I think it's too early to tell that. I think it's absolutely too early. To, I mean, if you're going on um I guess the only one to have done it previous to him, Gigio Donnarumma, time. Um Tim he's, Howard he's, uh, Tim Howard wasn't in the top 10 yeah, in the world. Yeah. He had an Tim, American Tim there. Howard, <laughs> but Tim Howard wasn't top 10 in the world at 21. 22 he wasn't top 10 in the world at 25 he was top 10 in the world you know when he he finally solidified or 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 settled down and found a place that you know loved him for him uh man united was not that place uh when he went to everton is when he really got that consistency so he really you know those later years 26 to like 34 35 he was phenomenal absolutely phenomenal but like the only one donnarumma he's he's done it he was doing it when he and i don't know maybe that's going to affect his later career but uh slonina kind of fits in that that wheelhouse uh and and we'll see but in the next five years do i see him as top 10 or the next 10 years probably not
0: but
1: if you believed
0: in the potential of him to to get to that stage it was yeah but so yeah. guys Gabri- gabriel slonina yeah. let's hope he gets there and excellent show excellent show so if there's anything in the news we haven't mentioned please put down below okay in the comment section comment section and we'll have a wonderful chat but now we're going into a topic a focus topic of the World Cup and we are gonna yeah. highlight a player or a group of players from each of the groups inside the World Cup so let's get it started with group a sure. So Group Who's A. Your player to watch? So Group A has Qatar, Ecuador, Senegal, and the Ener- the Netherlands.
1: Who's your player to watch, Brett?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Okay, my player to watch is Sar. Okay, and I'm going with mostly younger players. So I'm just gonna, I got to press. Um, you know, he, he matched Sadio Mane's goal, uh, goal total in qualifying. And I I, I know you agree, but uh, I believe Senegal, while Ecuador is my favorite team to disrupt things in Group A, uh, Senegal certainly has the quality, but it's going to come down to whether or not Ismail Assar can deliver so that Sadio Mane, you know, is not left with everything on his shoulders. Um, but he has shown at times in the Premier League, uh, and I'm trying to remember which top five team he was playing at the time, uh for Watford uh, when he literally won himself. He destroyed Liverpool. Uh it was, yes. It was. And and I I I just think that he really has the ability to maybe wreak some havoc in group A. Um, but yes, I, I didn't during the live that we did uh while these World Cup groups were getting um selected, I definitely didn't didn't think hard enough about Senegal's weapons, about who they've got uh up against, say uh Cashedo and, and and some of the uh, some of the young boys at uh, at Ecuador, which is a big reason why I like them. Uh or like a Cody Gakpo bowling out balling out for the Netherlands. But I really think Ismail are uh his production is going to be or whether or not he produces mm. is going to be um whether or not Senegal can make a run in group A. Um so that's my younger my younger take on it. Um, what and, do you think? And it's so,
0: an ex- yours? excellent show. He'll he'll move soon. He'll oh. move soon. And that win that was an um, that was an unbeaten run in Anfield that that he stopped yeah. with that game. So that oh. was a shocker, a shocker. So my highlight for Group A, I'll go with the hosts. Because I, I wanted to know what was all the hype, wow. and I wanted to see, and it was Akram Afif is the hype, and nice. Pedro Miguel. Those two players, mm-hmm. Pedro Miguel, I went to see, former Ferenc player. So, Pap, Pedro Miguel. But going back to it, Akram Afif, he is the star of the show at Qatar. And he showed it in Gold Cup, in which he had five starts, two goals, and three assists. And in the league with al Sadd, he's the star in a team yeah. that is coached by Javi Garcia and t- tends to win the league <laughs> all the time. So... Guys, be hyped up okay with these two players, Pedro Miguel and Akram uh, I, Akram Afif, okay? Two players to watch from from the Qatar Unity. Really yeah, and
1: good. Akram, Really good. Right, and, and the Qataris the Qataris had a tough time finishing in the Gold Cup. Uh and Akram Afif is is their solution to that. Um he he was very he was very good. He was one of the best during that Gold Cup. Um and yeah, they 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 definitely ran our defense ragged um, in that match. Uh, so I, I that's a good shout there. Um, and obviously these aren't like the best players to watch there, but mm-hmm. come on, there's other shouts. I know you shouted out Jurian Timber, uh, Jurian Timber the other day. Yeah. Um, whether or not he gets in there with the leagues or or whatever, I mentioned Moise, Moises Cacheto is another one um, that I think can rule the midfield for Ecuador. Is going to be a big 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 part about whether or not Ecuador can translate that to kind of uh wins um or the points needed to get out of group a but yeah great shout with uh going for the host nation not everybody knows anything about them um and i think they can play that to their favor the the real downside is is cutter in and of itself is a very small country it's you know like not that big at all right and i think the actual distance that people are going to have to travel is like 100 miles, 200 miles to different locations at most, like round trip. Compare that to what you were doing in Brazil, right? 3,000 miles, 4,000 miles, all right? So really, the, the, the home thing is going to be like, what, time zone, and it's going to be weather. Um, and it might affect some of these players, but Senegal, Ecuador, I don't know. I don't know. Um, do you reckon that Afif could actually get Cutter out of Group A? I think. Well, let's
0: wait and see. I think. I think it's early to say, but I want to see those friendlies leading up to it, and yeah, let's see what happens. So now with Group B, we have Group B. We have England, Iran, U.S., and the possibility of Scotland, Wales, or the Ukraine. So I think
1: Scotland.
0: I, I'll highlight. I'll highlight the team that I think deserves a bit of love, and that's Iran. Okay. I run, and I have two players that are having the sh- the, the team on their shoulders, 100%. Mm-hmm. And if they're going to shock US and England, these two Iranian players are the people. It's Sardar Azmoun and Taremi, okay? Both yep. have 67 goals, okay, for Iran officially. So those must be like one of the, the two most tallied players maybe for Iran or... Th- Mm -hmm. Definitely at the top. So, and one thing I was looking at at the tactics of Iran. When they don't play, they play with a 4-3-3. But when both of them are available, there's no chance. (laughs) They got to play them. And they put a 4-4-2 with Taremi and Sardar Azmun. And I think Sardar Azmun even, he 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 left Zenit late Mm -hmm. stage now. So he's got a lot to prove and he's hungry. And now in the Bundesliga... So, I I, I think those two players are really going to shock people. Iranian two players.
1: Yeah, I mean, I I don't know if they've had... I mean, they've made now, I believe it's three World Cups in a row. um, And I don't know if they've ever had this, like, solid of a strike force Mm -hmm. um, in terms of players that can get the goals that that are needed. I I think they play a low block. I could be wrong about Mm -hmm. that, but I think they play a low block... And and the, they get people in the transition. Mm-hmm. I know that. I, I know that because like that kind of is not how the U S. the U S. that's a weakness of the U S. Um, so you know, looking at Iran, I think they're a really tough matchup for us. But then you look at it and you're like, but they also have Taremi and Azmoon, and both of those guys can score goals bundles. You know, bundles of goals. Um, so I, it's huge. And I don't think Iran has ever made it out of. So if they do. If they can do it, and this is a group where they could potentially do it, as much as it pains me to say that, um, that they'd be making history for them. So that's a great shout. Um, my shout is a little more boring, but I have two because uh, Gio Reyna has to be my pick here um, because he showed showed yeah he showed during our World Cup qualifiers uh, how even in a limited capacity how flipping game changing. He can be, okay? And he is going to be everything. Okay, McKenney's great, Pulisic is great. There's expectations that are going to be attached to them. But what can Giovanni Reina do in terms of things that are improbable, things that are unpredictable, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and whether or not he can blossom at the world stage. And he has this little little tinge of like great arrogance, like confidence that makes you feel like he is going to relish a situation like lining up across the way from like a Jude Bellingham, his teammate, right? Or lining up across the way and going toe-to-toe with a Phil Foden, even though obviously Phil Foden is a mainstay for Manchester City these days, and uh, Gio Reyna is still just trying to stay healthy. So it's a homer kind of pick for me, Gio Reyna, but that's one. Uh, The other one I got to bring up is so because he's so informed. Yes, Gareth Bale is everything to Wales. Wales makes it through. They're kind of the favorites between Wales, Scotland, and Ukraine. You got to watch out for this kid, Brennan Johnson. All right, Brennan Johnson plays for Nottingham Forest. He keeps scoring for them. He's got Nottingham Forest up in um, in uh, promotion playoffs in uh, the Sky Bet Championship. Um, and you you know you've got Harry Wilson on the other side. That is a Fulham guy. So the the championship is a big kind of lifeblood of Wales. Um, and the Welsh teams, if they make it, I think Brennan Johnson, who's only 20 years old, he's got 13 goals, seven assists for Forrest in the championship. He could be kind of an X factor that really blossoms over the next six, seven months and plays a big role for Wales, who I think as an American, that's like the the, the team that you would least like to play out of that European playoff that hasn't uh, sorted itself out yet. So those are mine too. Um, both of us steered clear of England i did it because it's just it's just every we always talk
0: about those english water kids and it's i would who i who i think is gonna play best is jude bellingham and foden so just putting those names out there so yeah yeah. so group c now argentina saudi arabia mexico and poland okay my shout i'm gonna go with the the team that i think is being the most disrespected because they were in pot two And that was Mexico, okay? Because I see a video of Emiliano Martinez (laughs) celebrating the fact that he got Mexico. And every time I see those things happen, it doesn't end up well. Because look what happened to Germany. Mm -hmm. Those are the vibes. But what I have to say is, if something like that is going to happen, a comeback that no one is expecting, it's with the experience of these Mexican players. Corona, Jesus Corona, that went out to Sevilla. Hector Herrera, now at Atletico de Madrid. Edson Alvarez, performing really well at Ajax. And I have to believe in Lozano. And I think Lainez is a different player in the national team, too. So I think these players from Mexico can surprise and people really. Don't sleep on Mexico like I think Martinez is a bit, okay? And the player uh, in this group that I just like to shout, and I think he's going to go viral just because I think this was something that was slept. It's Mati uh, Cash at Poland. I think people nice. are going to see uh, an... it um, a player that could be for England performing well at Poland and they'll be like, oh, Matty Cash plays for Poland now. So I think it's going to be a funny thing. Um, but it's going to be a really good one because that was a good yeah. decision because he's going to improve and he's going to play in the World Cup. So I, I love
1: I love, I love me some Matty Cash. I love me some Matty Cash. Uh, yeah, he's. a he's, And uh, his first few games for Poland were not good True. at all. Right. And, and he has now kind of worked his way in. Um, but that's a great shout. I also, I I have to echo your Mexico shout. I mean, they find a way every time to get through the group stages. It's just whether or not they can get past the round of 16, which I don't think has happened anytime recently or at all. Um, but they, they, I mean, they have the wherewithal to get out of this group and then you never know what happens in the next round, but their most important player is definitely in my opinion, Edson Alvarez. Um, yeah, he just he's consistent, he's he's influential, he's biting, he he can dictate games, he can disrupt games. Um so he's going to have to be like his normal sturdy self uh for them to go far uh or to give um those guys like Tecatito Corona uh to give Chucky Lozano uh, the the chance to to at least change a game. Um but yeah, I I would not I never would even though we've beaten them three times in the last whatever year. Um I would never sleep on Mexico um, because you're you're doing it at your own peril if if you do so. Um, but the one that I really wanted to mention, it's unfortunate because obviously very terrible news came out about him today. But a guy that's been growing in relevance and in, in influence uh, for Brighton Hove Albion and for Poland has been 22-year-old midfielder Jacob Motor. Um, and all of that just went out the window because... Uh, Jacob Motor just tore his ACL. Um, literally, yesterday, tore his ACL. Um, so as I was writing this, uh, it, it's he went into that match versus Norwich, and um, yeah, uh, but he was really kind of glowing up, and I think it was kind of in support of if Poland are finally going to kind of exercise their demons of the last two major tournaments, Euro and World Cup, they need a supporting cast. Um, and mentioning a Matty Cash... Uh, bombing down the right side or even Jacob motor being the control man in, in the middle of the field. Uh, That's a big deal. Um, So since Jacob motor likely won't be there, I'm going to say it's going to be Sebastian Szymanski who's been really good for the Russian uh, in, in the Russian premier league. Um, And Szymanski has, uh, has had a good run of form over the last at least 18 months. um, And he could be kind of an outlet. He scored a goal um, in their qualifier and I think he can do so again um, if Poland are going to be successful, but once again we avoided the favorite of the group. We didn't talk about Argentina,
0: mm-hmm. which which That's Julian okay. Alvarez scored. I yeah. think uh, his first goal for Argentina. Garnacho, yeah. like he he's getting me hyped up. Okay, so they okay. have talents. They have talents too. And Kozlowski at Poland, he was the yeah. the record breaker in the Euros. So let's wait and see what he what he can break in the world cup so group yeah. d now france denmark tunisia and the possibility of peru or australia so yep. uh i want to highlight something that i think it's not unexpected but just shows how good denmark is like developing talents it's how many good wingers right now this denmark have like you we would focus on midfielders <laughs> we would focus like if i was focused on kasper dolberg in the past kasper schmeichel yeah. now i'm seeing Jesper Lindström, uh really good michael damsgaard yeah. oh, Bran yeah. larsen skov olsen so the amounts of options that denmark has now and on the wing is ridiculous and i think it that is. is something they're going to exploit an awful lot with those late substitutions in the game and just bring those wingers that can make something happen okay and yes, yeah. lindstrom he's really performing not just for frankfurt but for denmark yeah. too so watch out on those players
1: yeah it's a, it's a great shout and skov olsen Andreas skov olsen has is like lights out for club Bruges right now yes. um and they are they are rapidly kind of closing the gap uh to union sg in um in belgium but you're right. And and to be honest, that's like the only silver lining that comes from some, something as tragic as what happened to Christian Eriksen. Like, remember seeing how much Mikkel Damsgaard stepped up after that, this young kid just making moves in the Euro 2020? Um, that next man mentality that's, that happened then is going to serve them well for, for being able to give these chances to these young wingers, these young guys. It's just, who do you put on the field and when? But uh, yeah, Jesper Lindström is killing it in the in the Bundesliga. But anyway, I already talked about my my kind of X factor, and it was France. Um, you know, it was Christo and Konku. I honestly believe that he he. I don't know how you fit him into the tactics, or if you even can. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think his form is just so impossible to ignore. Uh, and I think while he might not play a uh, start from the get-go type of a um, role. I think coming off the bench late as a playmaker needing to maybe break down in Australia or break down a uh, Peru or break down Tunisia. Um, mm-hmm. that's really important, but I did have one fun fact, France, anytime Denmark is in their group. Okay. Mm-hmm. France seems to win the whole tournament. All right. So they won in the, the Euro 1984, they won Euro 2000. They won world cups, 1998 won world's cup in 2018 uh, every one of those times, I believe Denmark was in their group. Denmark
0: now. breaking the curse. Denmark,
1: <laughs> the, the variable. Yeah, and it doesn't mean that France wins the. It just means that True. yeah, Denmark is a is a solid um, kind of uh, thermometer or a uh, test that is needed for France to get to their best. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, I agree that's, with
0: you. And my last job with uh, with Group D is Annibal Mejri. I want to mention yeah. him again because I do I do agree with you. I did have a chat and I went to see Tunisia's team, how they were playing, and Annibal Mejri comes out off the bench too. He hasn't been a starter, but I do reckon in the World Cup, Annibal Mejri is going to be a fundamental starter for Tunisia because until then, I think Annibal Mejri is going to be playing first-team football Finally, okay. Maybe not United, but somewhere this summer. I can't see Annabelle Mesri not having his future sorted to play football on a weekly basis at first team football on a weekly basis. That's, yeah, so, I, I hope you're right. I really, I rec- right. I really reckon he's going to be big time for Tunisia. So, Group E has Spain, uh, the possibility of New Zealand or Costa Rica, Germany.
1: Mm-hmm and Japan. Who's your shout for this group? Well, I yeah, obviously you've got Pedri, you've got Gavi, you've got Muzi, you've got just Takafusa Kubo for Japan. I mean, you've got so many names in here that make me excited, okay? But, in the end, I'm not even going to pick a U23 guy. I'm going to pick Takahiro Tomoyasu for the exact reasons why we talked about it in um, uh, in that live the other day. Uh, Tomoyasu is, uh, I mean, he's not. He, he needs to stay healthy, but he is the exact like mentality that is needed if Japan is going to find a way out. uh, Much like they did, I think they got out of their group a couple years ago. Uh, a couple years ago, like last World Cup, I think they got out of their group based on less yellow cards or something because they were tied on points, tied on goals for, tied on goals against. Forget who the other team was that they actually beat out. But anyway, Takahiro Tomiyasu is going to be essentially the you know, pulse of Japan. Um, and and while obviously Pedri, Gavi, Muziala, some of these names that um, bring up, I, I honestly believe to, Tomiyasu is going to have a killer tournament um, for Japan. So I'll stop there because I'm really interested to see what you're going to say. The only other shout out I'm going to say is if Costa Rica qualifies, they have some youngsters that are capable of doing some things okay aguilera aguilera and bennett are two to watch but we'll talk about them later if and when they qualify
0: that's that that'd be really good but you really you reckon costa rica is going is going to go through against new zealand so
1: i do i do i think they're strong strong enough yeah and novice, keller novice will get them through
0: I love that you shout out what I was going to say. Pedri and Gavi, right? Pedri getting the number 10 confirms not just the validation for Barca, but the validation to be the big star player for Spain too, that I'm sure Luis Enrique loves that. And Gavi, right now 17, but he'll be 18 by the time the World Cup starts. And I do reckon he's going to be big time because I remember Gavi playing against Italy and what a yeah. performance that was. And I, and I do reckon those performances will come for Spain. But the player that I was going to highlight for Spain is Jeremy Pino. He's already uh, got 10 goal involvements in La Liga. And that, this is another player that I don't know if he's going to be a Villarreal when the World Cup starts. So people, watch out on Jeremy Pino. He's kind of overlooked. Kind of, no, he's very overlooked. Especially yeah. a player for in the Spanish national team and Musiala. Like we, can't, I, I Musiala, we can mention lightly how like changing his style of play he's doing. Like Musiala isn't the same player that he was, not even a year ago. I'd say six months uh-huh. ago. So the uh-huh. improvement and the fast improvement that he's having, uh, that he's having, will show for Germany. And yeah, I can't wait to see the results in this group stage.
1: Same same man i mean this is the one probably one of the one or i'm sorry probably one of the groups i'm most excited to watch. volume of young guys that are literally going to be given or handed the keys to their country's you know elevens um mm-hmm. to make a difference on the biggest stage there and pedri gavi i think uh, i i can't wait uh, you know and Muziala too um so uh, i'm i'm excited for E. that one we're going to spend a lot of time on i'm sure but True. All right, let's let's keep moving. Group so, F.
0: Group F. Group F has Belgium, Canada, Morocco mm-hmm. and Croatia. So, okay. I'll want to highlight on the Croatian side cuz I see a bunch, like I said at the start of the pod, a bunch of outlets saying sure. that Croatia is aging, 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 but there's two players that everyone forgets. It's Lovro okay. Majer, and Gvardiol, okay? Wow. If I said that Gvardiol stopped Haaland, okay? He can stop Lukaku right now, okay? Because, yes, he's got what it takes. And, yes, it's the type of players that improve with an experienced squad. The mm-hmm. fact that Modric is there. The fact that all, not all the team is youngsters. That will yeah. make Guardiola a much better player for years to come. So, I really believe that. Watch out for Josh Covardiol. For me, he's gonna be one of the best Wonder Kids in this yeah. World Cup.
1: Yeah, man. I've already all, and he's he's experienced too. I mean, he's been at these big stages. I think he was really- an eighteen or nineteen year old, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, so absolutely that's a great shout. And I love the Lover Major shout because we we had always said, like you and I liked him, but we wanted to see him take the next step, right? I believe he was at uh Dynamo Zagreb. Um and we wanted him to take yes. the next step, and now he, you know, now he's at League One. He's he's with Stad Rene, um, and he is, uh, you know, they are preparing for a Modric-less midfield in the future for future tournaments. And Majer is like where you start, right? He is he is very very good, and I think he's going to get the chance to show it. But I'm actually not even going to look at a um, a young guy on this one. Mm. I'm going to say uh, because I. I Always want to say his name in these podcasts because he's just killing it in Belgium. Um, but Tariq Tissudali, uh, I think he's 28 or 29 years old. Um, I believe he is the most important player for Morocco. Not whether or not Akam Ziak plays for them. Uh, not even Akraf Hakimi. Very important, okay? But Tariq Tissudali can't stop scoring for Bel- uh, for Ghent in Belgium. He's, he's up to like 16 or 17 goals in the league. Um, and he's been doing so regularly. Morocco as well um and so he's just a massive part and maybe an overlooked player uh amidst all of this and and I think if if Morocco is going to make a run for it um you're going to have to find a way to uh, shoot your way past a Croatia shoot your way a very um good team Mm -hmm. with a bunch of game changers at Canada in Canada and then obviously you got to find a way to break down Belgium which in my opinion is doable I right? Think. Belgium has not fixed their defense problem that I know of. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I, I think a guy, if you want to upset Belgium, a guy like T. Dali has to be on form to get that done. So I wanted to make sure I mentioned him because obviously we're going to talk about Tejan Buchanan, yes. Jonathan David. We're going to talk about Charles de Quetelaire and all the future, but uh, T. Dali, the old guy uh, of the bunch, I wanted to make sure I, I gave him his proper dues.
0: I was going to ask you on Tejan Buchanan because he had a, a goal and an assist against Jamaica. So, and I saw that he went to, from New England Revolution to Club Bruges now for five yep. million. So, mm-hmm. what do you reckon? Is he the player that can that can stop this Belgium team?
1: He oh stop the Belgian! Oh, that's a great question because he plays in Belgium. Um, because he plays, you know, much of what has created the, ah. He is dangerous. He is very, very dangerous. Um, there's a good possibility. I mean, I think the X factor or the real question is, is we still haven't seen Alphonso Davies necessarily step on the field. True. Um, and while I do believe he'll, and while I do believe, uh, you know, he is back, he'll get back to normal, get back to form by the time the world's cup rings around. You're right. I mean, Tejan Buchanan might be forced to literally be the guy that creates for Jonathan uh, David. And if you're asking me whether or not I think think he's capable of upending a Group F, um, yeah, I do. Um, he, he's from our college system, man. He was not an academy star. He was plucked out of college in the draft that everybody deems irrelevant these days. And uh, he has shown people that you can still, even though you're not coming in as a 16 or 17-year-old to MLS, uh, you can still have a really fast arc and a very fast learning curve, um, and Buchanan has has definitely showed that. So I, I actually I believe he's capable to step it up, uh, especially if we don't have 100 percent Alfonso Davies, which I think we will in the next seven months.
0: As but, a winger, though, you reckon? I think so too. I think so. Yeah, too. I
1: think so as a winger. I think Davies would be better for them as a left back um, heading into this tournament. Mm. Uh, but but I don't know. There's so much that can change. Mm. So yeah, as a winger. For Buchanan I like
0: sure. it I like it
1: so group G now we have Brazil
0: Switzerland Serbia and Cameroon so I want to shout I'm going to shout here the youngsters of Brazil yeah. the 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 support cast of Neymar okay because I think that's that's what's making Brazil so successful it's the fact yeah. that you have hungry players that are hungry to prove to the world that they are ballers. You have, yeah. you, you have Coutinho, that he wants mm-hmm. to prove to the world he's still got it. And you have Anthony, that wants to prove that he's going to be the future. Martinelli, that's going to be the future. And even a player too, oh. Rodrigo Goiz, for Real Madrid, mm-hmm. He, he's not getting all the playing time, but he gets the selection for Brazil and he has a, a, a time in which he can prove himself to. So, and Vinicius Jr. I have yeah. to say Vinicius Jr. The hype around him and the numbers this season. One of the best under-21 players in the world this season. And leading up to the World Cup, we're all expecting Vinicius Jr. to deliver. So, yeah, yeah, those are my highlights. The young, hungry core that is next to Neymar in this Brazilian
1: team. Yeah, I mean, they're going to be the reason why Brazil lifts it all if they lift it all, right? Because that supporting cast thing, yeah. Um, And and it is so surprising to me. International window. That was Vinicius uh, Jr.'s first goal for Brazil, right? First goal, right? It's not like he's been putting them in left and right for them um, or he's been given the chance. Uh, so, uh, Vinicius, I think is a great, 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 um, shout to Anthony as well, but I'm going to have to go on the other side of things. Um, I know you like Serbia, maybe mm-hmm. not as a dark horse or like, but pretty close, like as somebody that could really surprise in this tournament. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's going to come down to whether or not Dusan, Dusan Blahovic shows up. Yes. Um, whether or not he can get it done, a Brazilian, um, you know, defense, whether or not he can get and break down a, a tough Swiss defense, Um, or, uh, even Cameron. Um, but Mm -hmm. I I honestly, you you look at it and you say doubt him Mm -hmm. considering Mm -hmm. what he did for Fiorentina with lack of service a lot of the times and sometimes just doing it himself. Um, well, I mean, we've seen it happen to better players. A guy Mm -hmm. like Robert Lewandowski for the last eight years has been trying to get something together. And, um, if Serbia, they very much have the ability to supply him, mm-hmm. but if Serbia can't for some reason, um, he he might wind up just being a dud. Uh, so Dusan Vlahovic is massive to them. Obviously Mitrovic as well. Um, I, I have a shot, but like I have, him, yeah, I have yeah. a shot for Serbia.
0: That for me, he's the player that people are going to be saying, "How is this player not in a European giant? How is he still playing?" For Lazio, and it's Sergej Milinkovic-Savic. I yep. think he's going to be the player that's going to supply those goals to Vlahovic and Mitrovic. He's got nine yep. goals and nine assists in Serie A this season. He's good in the yep. air. He's got a great pass. He's great defensively, and he's great going forwards. He's so complete. So he's 27, and that's yep. why I think so many people are going to be surprised, and I think he's going to get a move. Maybe because if there's a time to move, it's twenty seven, twenty eight now. Okay, so go, go bold, Sergey Milinkovic Savic. Yeah,
1: go bold. I like it. I like it. He was there. There was talk around SMS coming to the Premier League oh. years ago. Um, I would have loved that. I think it was even was it Arsenal? And that United. That was... United, yeah, Do United. Maybe, yeah, yeah. He's a great, great, great player. Um, he would have all said right, a lot yeah. Of stuff. He I look at Serbia's eleven all the time and I, I look at it and I say, you know, you're right, this is gonna be one of the 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 fun teams to watch, but it is whether or not they can all come together and get it done. And what I love as we move into group H is that I know you think Portugal might sneak through in second, but if they do their job and they get first, and Serbia does their job but Brazil's better, <laughs> who gets their revenge in the next round?
0: It's us. <laughs> it's, it's us. It's we, us. We get that done. We get that done. Oh, we have to. It's, we have yeah. to get that done. Yeah. But leading up to what you said, Group H, yes, with Portugal, Ghana, Uruguay, and South Korea. I'm going to shout out first a player that was being very, I say, people were very critical on him. And it was Jvinç fans. And it's Bentacur. Ben for me, I was so scared of your guy. Why? Because I see now, now, they got the stamp back of players that are ruthless in that midfield. They have Ben Takur, that is performing really well with Antonio Conte at Tottenham. They got Manuel Ugarte, that is performing very well at Sporting, in which Palinha doesn't play games because of Ugarte. And they got the beast, Fede Valverde, okay, from Real Madrid, the motor, the engine, and these three players are tenacious. They're passionate. They're you, they they are. They just don't stop. They don't mm-hmm. stop. So if we are gonna beat them down, it's gotta be what we gotta beat this midfield down. So people, yeah. watch out with this Uruguayan midfield. Didn't even yeah. mention Darwin. <laughs>
1: I, just- uh, yeah, I know. Uh, or anyone on Portugal. Uh, but I will. But, it's just, it's just the beginning. Mention with Uruguay. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll throw out there. Um, I'm gonna throw out there the, the team that uh, you know, the most successful African team. Mm, that's yes. simple, right? And that's Ghana, most su- successful African team in history, is what I kind of meant to say. Uh, but Ghana this time around looks very really different. Like this is not the Ghana that has Asamoah Gyan. Not the Ghana that has Andre Ayu. It's not the Ghana that has Sully Montari running the midfield, right? Mm -hmm. This is a very different Ghana. It's like you got some young bucks in there. You got some old heads. And they're still trying to figure themselves out. They crashed out of AFCON. Um, They kind of backed in to the tournament. I mean, via away goals, by scoring a goal in Nigeria. It wasn't dominant. But, yes, they had hard competition. But when it comes down to one of the more uh, down to it, one of the more exciting talents to watch there was also the most um the youngest player uh to feature for them and i believe any time any team at the afcon and that's isahaku right who i believe didn't he sign with sporting or he's going to be taking his next level at sporting or it hasn't happened yet i don't know But isahaku is a forward slash winger and he is you know he's only gonna grow and be given the opportunity to grow over the next six seven months and I'm really excited. Um, to see him because I think he'll start he'll start for Ghana against Portugal against Uruguay against South Korea um, and uh, and and I think he's gonna he's gonna turn some heads Um, but did he sign for sporting or am I wrong about I'm not sure on that I am
0: gonna verify that immediately after because that is that's big that's big so great shout and I'm gonna mention this on the Portuguese side like, a player, not a youngster, because we got a uh-huh. ton. We got Rafael Leon that got called up. We got Vitinha that got, got called up. Thiago Jalo that got called up. So, I think others maybe going to be called up. But I'm going to say a player that everybody in the world has got to watch because it's going to be his last World Cup. Not just Pep, okay? Not just maybe Ronald, but it's going to be João Moutinho's last World Cup for Portugal. And I got to say this. One of the greatest midfielders in Portuguese history. Okay? American- I know a lot of people are not gonna like this, but Motinho is one of the best. And mm-hmm. what we saw in those in those playoff games, and those qualification games for Portugal, against Turkey and against North Macedonia, Motinho was absolutely crucial for us to play and the style of play we did. So watch yeah. out for Motinho in this World Cup because it's gonna be his last one and he'll for sure. Want to do the best
1: he can. Yeah, so he can get...
0: Left that World Cup, finally. Oh, my days. That
1: happens. If that Man, happens. Man, I, th- I thought you were going to say, like, Gonzalo Inacio because you were worried that Pep was going to be, like, he I don't know, submitted, submitted to a retirement home or something.
0: <laughs> no, um, yeah. Pep, yeah, Pep, Pep, Pep. Like, he... I, hopefully, he doesn't retire because we still need Pep. Just like we, we, yeah. we needed against North Macedonia because it would have been a very different game without Pep. Okay. Against yeah. North Pasadena. So... Yeah, sure. that's a
1: that's, that's good good shout. I, the other thing I was thinking about... Do you think there's any chance that over the next six or seven months that, say, somebody that has the ability to have the dual nationality, like um, like a Tariq, uh, Tariq Lamptey or like a Callum Hudson mm, Adoy, gonna... do you think there's any possibility of them, like, actually filing the one-time switch and then... I don't know, being a part of the roster. I,
0: I that that would be great. That would be, that would be unbelievable. Cool. And I there's interest. There's interest. Yeah, like, so, yeah. so like Ghana, like another. please make it happen. You guys deserve yeah. to be stars. Okay, yeah. has that talent, and Bayern Munich believed in it. And Lante too. Oh, excellent yeah, show.
1: Cause, Cause like they're right, they're right backs. I was thinking about like literally right now. I didn't thinking about it and mm. i'm like the right backs are like dennis adoy and andy y- yaya them Ayadem, mm. who i think played for reading for a while and maybe still does um so there's plenty plenty of room for competition there and absolutely the- plenty of re- com- uh, room for competition for that right wing back and
0: lampe yeah. is not going to take the spot off reese james of mm. trent alexander arnold and so it's like yeah might as well Play for Ghana. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And play at the highest level. So excellent, excellent show. So people, if there's any player that we haven't mentioned in these uh, in this video, please put down below and don't forget to like this video and subscribe. So going to our last topic. It's kind of a game with the transfers yeah. involved. It's stay or go. Okay. I love this name. <laughs> I love this, David.
1: But it's a cracking name. That's for sure. So yeah. you got to start. Yeah. Well, you know what? I'm just going to do it for you. How about mm-hmm. that? I want to hear your, I got a list of players here. Maybe we'll keep it to like 10 for the sake of time. Cause we're running pretty 10. long right now. Um, but yeah, you know, it just first we've talked about these previously, maybe. Um, but a lot of these people are, are tied um, into uh, or, or being projected to potentially leave. Mm-hmm. Um, and I got to say, first and foremost, Robert Lewandowski.
0: I think he's going to go. Where yeah. to?
1: Do you think he should go? <laughs> do you think he's gonna go? Do you think he should go? Or do you think he should stay at Bayern?
0: I think where he should go, I think City. Where he okay. should go. I think if Lewandowski goes to Man City, he plays another two years. And yeah. Pep Guardiola, I don't know if he's going to stay more than that. And both, oh. they know each other from Bayern days. So I think, I think it works out best for both. I don't like Barcelona with Lewandowski. I think that would be a lot of money, and Aubameyang yeah, so is more than fine. Aubameyang yeah. is more than fine, but Holland. Then the discussion <laughs> we can have here: Holland or Lewandowski. But for Lewandowski, I think yeah. the best would be City.
1: Yeah, imagine like a Liam Delap or even Julian Alvarez game under oh. him at uh, under City. Um, that'd be phenomenal. Uh, all right. Well, my next one here is. Declan Rice. <laughs> stay. I think
0: West Ham are going to stay another summer with Declan Rice. Because okay. I think right now I saw the talk was $150 million for him to go or even begin discussion <laughs> to go. And I think that's not the fair price. I think $100 million would be the fair price. And I think Man United, I think West Ham know that Man United are begging to get Declan Rice. And that's why... They're inflating the price, and yeah, I understand. You don't want it to go. You don't want. He's the yeah. glue of everything. I, of I everything. don't,
1: I, I don't. I just don't know if if um if Europe is the sole thing that keeps him there. Like, do you think actually in his mind it's like if we don't qualify for Europe, I'm out. Um, mm-hmm. or I'm going to push to be out. Uh, but I don't know. I don't know if Declan Rice thinks that way. Uh, but mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, I guess gone are the days where we thought he. And, and heading to Chelsea because, you know, a whole lot of that got screwed up. Well, contract um, is until
0: 2024. So each okay. year that passes, like the price that goes from 150 to next summer, mm-hmm. 80 So I do believe that that can be the talk. Instead, mm-hmm. it's like West Ham just thinking, we can get another year of performance with a world-class player. So, yeah, yeah it costs $70 million with them. Right, look, if they okay. get Champions League football or because top four, they are looking like they can – they can have a shot. Just like talk yeah. to them, Arsenal. Like so, it's an open race, and yeah, let's be hopeful. Let's let's see. <laughs> all,
1: right, all right. Well, I got one for you because we thought when we're trying to mm. that it was going to change the game for this man,
0: um, mm. Donny Van Beek. Oh, stay. I think he's going to stay yeah? for Man United because okay. I I've seen players stay longer at Man yeah. United, and I think the problem with Man United is. They can't sell players at a fair price because hmm. their asses just go down the drain. Yeah. So I think Donny is another one of those asses that they'll be hoping a coach will come and up him up. And yeah. Can I say one to you, though? Oh,
1: go- yeah, sure, Go ahead. I mean, will- you know, I don't have I don't have <laughs> inner workings that you do. But Go ahead. Go ahead.
0: I'm ready. So William Saliba, do you think you'll stay or go from go
1: Arsenal? Stay or go from Arsenal. Stay or go from Arsenal. I think he's going to stay. Mm-hmm. I think it's done. I think I think they that the the yes. you know I don't know the inner workings of it all, but uh, uh, if Arteta was smart, he'd have already tête à tête with William Saliba and say, I-, "I know you're comfortable at Marseille. I know you're balling out at Marseille. Yes. Uh, but there will be time. There will be room for you. And if they qualify for Europe, there will be plenty of space and time for him um, in that back. Two, three, whatever they want to play, right? Um, so, absolutely, I think I think William Saliba will actually don a Arsenal jersey and and maybe even become an Arsenal uh, uh, mainstay. He can. We'll see. He can, yeah, he can. he can.
0: He can a French link up with Arsenal. He can become a legend. And another one, Richard yeah. stay or go? Yeah. You think he's gonna stay well, or go?
1: I think he's gonna go. Jeez. To where? I do not know. In fact, if I were ever to, um, if mm-hmm. I were ever, and it would be almost a, a spring cleaning um, all across the board. If I could get as much as I could for Rasharleson, uh, well before you need to actually push the panic bu- button on the mm-hmm. finances of it all, um, I would do it now, and I would invest. Um, it, especially if you escape uh, at the skin of your teeth, by the skin of your teeth, um, escape the uh, relegation that that potentially faces um in the near future. So I would definitely say uh, while he's had some phenomenal moments mm-hmm. in a in a toffee shirt, um I think it's time and uh, you got to think of a, him as your possibly your most marketable ad next to Calvert Lewin who unfortunately has been injured mostly. Um so I would I'd get rid of him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think he'll go. Okay. i don't know where that's your job i don't know where
0: <laughs> oh i know like knowing his agency i can tell you seria is for sure yeah. a club that they have big ties and i can see richard listen going to seria so okay. let's like let's wait and see let's wait and maybe see. here, <laughs> <Maybe laughs> here? oh yeah replacement Lautaro
1: replace so you never know you heard it here first you heard it here yeah. first if that happens
0: Uh,
1: all right i got one more for you here um two if you want if we got time but i got um i mean we said it earlier most yes i i i'm gonna say go i'm gonna say i'm gonna say
0: go but 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 Mm -hmm. the fact that he doesn't play world cup the mm-hmm. fact, I don't know if that will change his criteria of his own value. But if it stays as it is, I yeah. don't think Liverpool are going to do the contract extension with Salah. Because they'll have to do an overall up increase with Virgil van Dijk, Trent. And it would, be, it would cost more for the development of Liverpool, sadly. So I okay. think Salah, Salah's time to go maybe.
1: Now, if, if Salah is going, does that mean Sadio Mane stays or do you think both I, of them go?
0: I think Mane stays. I think Mane stays wow. another season or two. Yes, I think he stays. But I, I don't think he goes, Salah, because he's worse or better than Mane. I think it's right. just business. It's just business. It's, they'll get 80 to 90 million. And yeah, that's what they did with Coutinho. They sold Coutinho mm. for a high price and they got Allison and Virgil van Dijk. So I expect something with Salah to happen with, with the funds that they got Salah. Maybe they 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 the the funds they'll get from Sala is the money that they got Luis Diaz and Diogo Jota. So yeah, yeah.
1: I, I just wonder that if if a Salah goes, I mean, does it spell the end of of a Jurgen Klopp, mm. um, at least his run at the helm of Liverpool? Um, simply because that's a that's an era, mm-hmm. you know. It hasn't been very long, but that that's an era uh that they've built together in I terms agree. of bringing success to that club i wonder if if those two would kind of you know marry their exits but you never know uh Definitely. but yeah Mo Salah. most Salah in a different shirt right now is weird even though he spent a lot of time in different shirts previous to liverpool <laughs> uh, but it is just so weird to think of him elsewhere true. uh true yeah that
0: world-class player yeah he really cemented himself true. at liverpool Seriously. Must, and and that's the thing, too. I don't think you'll be the same player once he leaves. That's yeah. the thing that puts me sad. It's like it works out so well that you almost want it to work. But if Salah knows, he can get more money elsewhere like PSG. So we don't know. Well, we don't know. Did,
1: we don't, weren't, weren't calling this offline the, the Lionel Messi? The, what, Leon, the Lionel Messi, sorry. What? what, what? You, you leave the club that, that made you? And automatically you're not as good of a baller. Mm, (laughs) I'm I'm joking. I'm joking. Because you and I always go back and forth about Ronaldo and Messi. Mm -hmm. And there are jokes out there that Leo Messi isn't the same player anymore because he left Barcelona. And you're saying Mo Salah would be a very different player and not as good as a player, potentially, Mm -hmm. if he were to leave Liverpool. I agree. And there's definitely a semblance of truth to all of that because – you have to realize that, yeah, Liverpool essentially was built around Mo Salah in many ways, right? Everything was built to complement him freedom, uh, let him do what he can do, um, which is core ridiculous goals. Um, so, I, I mean, I kind of a, I kind of agree. I just don't know where even the next step would be. But it feels like La Liga or PSG? I don't know.
0: Mm. uh, Yeah, those are the ones. PSG is like that team. But last one, so with PSG, Neymar. Stay or go?
1: Is Neymar staying or going? I think he's going. Um, And and, and to be honest, I don't think his next move is a big club, massive club. (laughs) I think his next move is like, I'm going to go back to – or I'm going to MLS. You think he's going to the MLS straight after? I oh. could see it. I absolutely 100% could see it happen. I just don't know why there would, I mean, except for money purposes. Uh, actually, no, not for money purposes, because if it's for money, he'd get it. He'd get it in MLS. There's no problem there, right? Mm. Um, but I just don't see him as like, is there unfinished business? You know, he. Mm. There's unfinished business at PSG. Would you get, get, me, get right? the money he wants at MLS, though? Would he? Oh, he probably. 30 million. Probably, what? 30 million salary. Yeah, I, I honestly believe there would be a couple ownership groups within MLS that would be well well capable of of bringing Neymar. Um you know, it's just whether or not Inter Miami is is still going to have uh restrictions on their spending. Um as they've already found out, I mean they suck again so far this year. Uh David Beckham's team though, they got oodles of money behind them. Mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of these ownership groups, you have to think about it. They have the ability on a certain amount of players to spend as much as they absolutely want. It's called the designated player rule, and then against the salary cap, it only counts for like four hundred and fifty thousand dollars against the cap. Okay, so the, the the capacity is there because we have billionaire owners all over the place, right? So it's that marketability. It's getting a Neymar who's you know still capable of amazing, amazing things, mm-hmm. and maybe he just doesn't want to be the face of a. Um, of a PSG or a Real Madrid, not a Real Madrid, PSG or a Barcelona or, you know,
0: Dude. anymore.
1: Maybe he just wants to play, um, mm. which, hey, I can't fault the guy for it, but yeah, I, it's whether or not he feels from a competitive standpoint at the club level, does he have check marks that he still needs to check off? Or does he still have marks to check off? Whatever the hell it is. Mm. You know what I mean? I, I get um, you, I
0: get you. I like that show. I like that show. And my, my dad was like, if MLS clubs could get the money, but if you're saying yeah. that's, that's the case, I, I I really think that's a possibility. So of Neymar getting that 30 to 40 million salary in the MLS. That, you got to remember
1: you know, the football group. I mean, them alone. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, come on, that's Manchester city. Essentially you're buying Neymar right. city FC. And then you're essentially the marketing aspect of it for America. I mean, they, they would look at that with dollar signs in their eyes. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, Yeah, but there's a bunch of ownership groups absolutely capable of bringing Neymar. It's just uh, whether or not he's ready. But how much did Ibra
0: receive in MLS? How much was he receiving?
1: You know, I should know that. Five, six million, right? Yeah, it was like five, six million guaranteed. It was about the same that uh, Beckham was getting guaranteed when they made the rule 10 plus years, 12 plus years ago. Uh, But yeah, Zlatan, you know, Zlatan's tough because advanced age, he had had some injuries. Um, so I'm sure the lawyers were able to talk him down, um, in terms of guaranteed salary, salary, but the time that he was at the galaxy, while it didn't lead them to winning anything, really, uh, I think, yeah, uh, he obviously more than brought attention True. to MLS with his and ways, True. um, Like, I I remember
0: that game, the first game he played was like, he came off the bench, he scored a worldie against LAFC, the whole rivalry, people were hyped up. So yeah, Yeah. that's, that's true. He brought a lot of, you know, you know what
1: they call that rivalry? LA Galaxy, LAFC? (laughs) What is it? it? It's called El Trafico. Uh, it's, it's oh, horrendous, but goodness. because what everywhere I in did. Los Angeles, it takes, it takes you 45 minutes to get a mile. Oh, um, days. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I mean, MLS is still very much that league that will, it's not a retirement league anymore, but it is a league that if Neymar presents himself at his age, uh, and it's a realistic, like Lorenzo Insigne going to Toronto FC, there are people that will spend, um, and they'll overspend. Um the the thing about MLS is at least there are cost controls um from a squad perspective. You want to spend out your butt to bring in one player, sure, but in MLS one player does not guarantee a cup, that's you, for sure. There you go. Um, so so anyway.
0: Neymar is time to go. So hopefully you guys enjoyed episode 50. Another one, please make sure and go check out our merch at FC Wonder Kid dot com and follow us on spotify fc wonder kid type in on spotify and go follow us yep. go follow and Al-
1: us. alex here's the here's the 50 more of these right
0: <laughs> here's the 50 more of these so road to episode 100 again thank you for listening to episode 50 and don't forget to comment down below a bold prediction and have a chat with us thank you for going bold